I was scrolling through my Instagram account about a week ago, and I came across this company. It's an online clothing company called Own Your Stigma. And they make t-shirts and sweatshirts and coffee mugs with sayings on them that bring mental health to a more personal level and allow people to express their feeling about stigma. So uh, they are things like, I'll talk about mental health, coffee and dogs, or it's okay to be not okay. I'm talking today to the owners of Own Your Stigma, Allison and Brian Gilbank. Hi, Allison. Hi, Brian. Thanks for coming on and talking to me today. I found your company on um, on Instagram last week, and I was scrolling through the pictures, and I thought it was really cool. I loved the t-shirts and the and the and the sweatshirts, but I also thought it was really cool that uh, you're building a community of of stories. So, but first, the reason that you both we're passionate about about um, own your stigma is that you have both experienced some mental health struggles in your life. So, Allison, can you just tell me about what what has happened to you over over your life when you're dealing with the anxiety? So, thank you, Janice, for having us on your show. Um, for me, I've always had a level of anxiety ever since I can remember. Um, undiagnosed. Uh, and then in 2019, I had a physical mental, um, a physical health scare, which sort of was a wake up call for me to take better care of myself um, physically first. And then it also helped with my mental health. Um, and then as we all know, <laughs> COVID-19 started um, in 2020. And that's where I really found that my mental health um, was declining. So with the help of my wonderful husband and partner, Brian, um, I reached out to my family doctor who gave lots of wonderful recommendations. And one of them was therapy as well. So um, that really helped with dealing with everything that was going on with the world and our lives and with me. Um, and um, yeah, and then sort of continued on with that journey from there. I think one of the things about going to therapy is that once you, it's hard to even talk to a therapist. And But once you start that conversation with a therapist and you get that positive feeling reflected back, it starts to become easier to talk to Brian, for example, about mm -hmm. how you're feeling. And Brian, I'm, I know that anxiety has been um, something that you've lived with for pretty much your whole adult life. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, just to echo what Allison said first, Janice, I mean, thank you so much for having us on. I mean, it's it's a pleasure to be here. And yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, for me, my anxiety manifested itself probably first when I was in university and I, I really started to struggle with sleep. So I had, a, you know, I had a really difficult time falling asleep uh, and I just chalked it up to university is a bit of a crazy lifestyle and you're, you know, you're becoming an adult for the first time and you're independent from your parents and things like that. And so I, I didn't really think about it too much deeper than that. And then for me, the, the internal anxiety started 
as I started my professional corporate career, I work in HR and I've always worked in, in HR. And so, you know, as your responsibilities increase at work, I started to struggle a little bit more. And, and of course, uh, it, it was, I think what was challenging for me is I always got, you know, really positive feedback from the people who I was close with at work to say, oh, Brian, you know, you're always, you know, you're always so calm and collected and cool under pressure. And I think that actually, you know, in, in a paradoxical way, it actually made me feel even more unsettled because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't reconcile what was going on internally with the way I was able to kind of put on a front. And, uh, and I don't think I was doing it in terms of like trying to avoid a stigma, to be honest. I think it was more about just trying to do what I needed to do to, to be successful and to contribute at work. And so, and looking back, I think what that caused me to do is, you know, spend a tremendous amount of energy, right? Like more so than, than somebody who just doesn't struggle with anxiety or other uh, brain health issues as much. And so, you know, I had a lot less energy for Allison, you know, before we had kids even. And then, you know, we have two wonderful children now. And at the time, I mean, they're relatively close in age. So my responsibilities at work increasing, two young kids at home. I mean, that's challenging for anybody. And uh, I just sort of got to a point where I think I realized that it was really affecting how I showed up, right? As a husband, as a father, as a, as a friend. And it showed up kind of objectively at work. And I, I thought, you know, I've got to look into this more. And, you know, similar to Allison, I had a more of an in-depth conversation with my family doctor. And she had sort of looked back at, you know, her our past interactions all around sleep and whatnot. And we thought, you know, why don't we, why don't we try some medication, right, on the, uh, like an SSRI drug. And uh, why don't you commit to some regular physical exercise? I had sort of, you know, like probably like most people, I had gone through sort of ups and downs with my commitment to exercise. And this gave me new motivation to say, okay, I'm kind of taking the two-pronged approach and pairing medication with exercise. And that was in uh, 2017. And uh, it's, you know, it's to use the cliche term, it's been life-changing for me in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of that, that approach and running in particular, I'm a runner, I run outdoors in conjunction with some other physical stuff, but uh, it just, it cleanses me mentally in a way that nothing else does. And, and that in combination with medication allows me to, you know, have a much better shot at, at being the, the partner and the friend and the parent that I want to be. As you were going through these journeys, uh, you you started to, well, well, Brian, you always wanted to have your own business and Allison, you were supportive, which is amazing, right? Because it's hard to do that. But uh, as- I was supportive once we found on your stigma. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes. So how did you find own your own stigma? Yeah, to be, to be honest, yeah, I mean, like Allison said, I was always really interested in owning um, an online business. I loved the you know, the independence of it. And, you know, similar to what we were talking about in the beginning, Janice, I love the ability to reach like-minded people all over the world, right? And so it, it opens up that channel. And so, um, yeah, so I, I had found uh, the, this business that was listed for sale. And to be honest, it, you know, I, I spent a lot of time looking at probably hundreds of different businesses that were on sale on this platform. And this was really the only one that really truly resonated with me because, 
you know, I think going into it for myself, I, I wanted to be a part of a business that was purpose-led, right? And, and I really wanted to, to put that first over, you know, the, I mean, making money is, is important. It's a factor in the decision, but I didn't want that to be the number one factor. And so, yeah, we came across on your stigma and uh, <laughs> it was funny because I, I, I thought about it and I talked to Allison about it and Allison, you know, for a number of reasons was apprehensive. And, well, uh, I, I think my thing was like, can we please do three yeah. home improvements yeah. <laughs> right. first yeah yeah i um, yeah I, I can i can see that um, <laughs> and you also both have full-time jobs we so you've got full-time yes. jobs yeah, two kids and then brian wants to buy this company so <laughs> right. i completely understand why you might be a bit hesitant about it absolutely and uh but what was really admiring uh, or i admired of brian is that he kept thinking about it. Uh, and then I think it was a few days later, uh, he asked if he could talk to me. So of course I knew <laughs> something was You're happening. like, uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> hang on a second. Not sure I want to go yeah. there. Yeah, That's right. You never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so Brian just asked me, I think I was driving somewhere that day and he asked me while you're on a drive, if you could really think about this company, it's something that um, I think really works with us as individuals and us as a couple um, and uh, really wanted to do. So I, even in that moment, I didn't need to think about it. Um, I had keep thinking, I had kept thinking about own your stigma. Uh, it was always in the back of my mind and wasn't able to stop thinking about it. So I said, you know, if it means that much to you and I'm totally on board, then yes, let's do it. Yeah. But I think, I think too, for me, I, you know, Allison, you reminded me that it was, I think that's another reason why, you know, it was, it was stuck in my mind because I knew that it was a business that we could work on together. Right. I, I knew that Allison would have a level of interest at least, whereas most of the other online businesses I was looking at, you know, the, I, I knew that the chances were a little bit lower that that would be the case. And to be honest, I, I wanted to work to find something where we could work on it together. And so that was also really appealing as well. So tell me about clothing with the stigma message and what you think that means to people who are wearing them. Sure. Yes, absolutely. So even I'm wearing one right now. I know it's a radio interview, but it is one of my favorite shirts. And it says, I feel all the feels. Uh, I am. It's one of my favorites, too, by the way. Yes. <laughs> As an empath, it is so true. I do feel all the feels. Uh, I was out for a run this morning and... Um, I saw like a, a, a rabbit as I was running and getting close and I felt bad that that rabbit then ran away. It's like, no, I would have, it's fine. <laughs> so the, I feel all the feels, I think like yourself, Janice, we can relate. Um, it's okay to not be okay. We don't always have to be fine. Uh, when someone asks us how we are, uh, it doesn't have to just be an I'm okay, I'm fine. Um, we can have real conversations. And that has opened up wearing the clothing opens up those conversations, which has been wonderful. Even um, we don't have a dog, but I do have a shirt that says coffee dogs and mental health. And again, people when we're out for our walks or at the park with the kids um, or going for our runs, wherever people will comment on the shirt and they'll even say, 
Oh, I love that. Oh, but I'm a tea drinker. So we do have those different um, options within those, uh, that collection, I should say. Uh, and we also do those on um, mugs and hats as well. Um, a new one that, sorry, not a new one, but we're also about body positivity and inclusivity. Um, so yes, we're, we're working with someone to include about like pronouns and things as well. So we just want to encourage those conversations about mental health and just being who we are. Do you think that people are finding that it helps them communicate? If they, they, I mean, do they wear the t-shirt, but they're not actually ready to talk about it yet? Do you see it as a, as a step? Yeah, I, I think, I think we do. And it's a great question, Janice. I mean, we hear, we hear input and we get some testimonials and, and product reviews from people who have worn those clothes. And I think, I, I think wearing though our, our clothes or any clothes that are, that are positive about mental health it's still, it, it, it allows you to demonstrate that, hey, I, I'm an ally to, to other people. I'm open to conversation, presumably. But the key thing is that, that we find is that you can still be as open as you want to be about that, right? So, uh, I mean, yeah, for us, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to talk about, like, if somebody, actually, I haven't had, uh, to be honest, I haven't had that experience yet with, with the clothing that I have, but I'd be happy to share you know, anything about my own mental health journey. I know Allison's already had it. And I know other people have talked about, you know, it depends on the day too, right? If you're wearing a shirt and somebody says, hey, you know, I, I love dogs and, and you know, how and mental health as well. And, you know, how are things going for you, right? I mean, you know, it, it, depending on the day and depending on your own experience and your own comfort level, again, it still allows you to to share as much or as little as you want. And, and we, I think for me, that's what's really uh, what really resonates with me is that it still is empowering others, but to their own level of comfort. And, and even if you don't really want to say anything, it's still a powerful statement to, again, show that you're an ally to others and you're, you're, you know, you're owning your mental health and you're proud of that the same way that people can be about physical health, right? Like we would mm -hmm. never, we would never question somebody who, you know, wore a shirt that said, I'm proud to be a cancer survivor, right? We, we would think that that's exactly. yep. positive, right? And so we want to apply that same lens and give people the tools to think about the same way they would think about cancer, about mental health. Yeah, I think that that's one of the um, examples that's used a lot. And there used to be a huge amount of stigma about cancer, right? Oh, the C where you don't talk about that. And and a prostate cancer, for example, that was sort of the last frontier of cancer. And there was a lot of stigma associated with that as well. So COVID, every week I say, I don't want to talk about COVID. But, <laughs> it's hard not to. But you, no, you, you know what? You can't talk about mental health right now without talking about COVID. And that's part of, of your both of your stories. And uh, Allison, I really, really related to yours because it was like one day I realized that I was struggling and I was talking to all of these other people who were struggling to some degree and whether it was business or with their kids or maybe they were a therapist. And I realized that 
I was struggling and it was really getting to me. And of course, the numbers have skyrocketed in in um, people who are experiencing anxiety and so on. So it would help me a lot to realize that I was struggling because then I recognized, you know, my own my own health. But I think as well, and this sort of goes along with your message of own your own stigma. I I think as well that there are so many more people out there now who understand. There are many, many, many people who are, uh, some of the figures I see are like 70% of people are now expressing some level of anxiety. So there's a lot of people out there who are living with something like that who now understand that it exists. Maybe they've never had anxiety before and now they do. But as well, the general public is saying, hey, hang on there's something going on here and we need to fix it. And do you see that um, as we move forward out of COVID, do you see that that's that same level of recognition and desire to, to do something about it and to continue to help people that you know who are living with some sort of um, mental illness? Do you see that continuing? I do. I see that now that these doors and windows and everything are open, you can't close them again. I think especially now that people of influence are also talking about mental health and creating, um, I just in the top of my head, I was just thinking of Oprah, I haven't watched it yet. But um, just people of influence are talking about it, which makes it more okay, it seems for other people to talk about it. So I don't think the conversation's going anywhere. Um, I had even a chat with my friends the other night. I've known these friends for 30 years. I don't know if we've ever really talked about mental health. And we were talking about our own mental health and we we're talking about the mental health of our parents. So, and it was just part of the conversation. Uh, so I, I definitely think that that's going to continue. Yeah. And I think the other area too that, that I found really interesting, which which I hope will become a, you know, a positive uh, vehicle for this going forward is uh, is in workplaces, right? I mean, we've yes. I've been lucky enough to work for some pretty incredible employers, and even my current employer. Uh, the way we're planning now, I mean, there will be ongoing investment in real resources and real like like uh, creating an environment that is psychologically safe, healthy, and well. Uh, is going to be at the forefront. And I, I, from what I've seen, the initial research is that that's not going to change either. So that that's, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate, obviously, that it took a pandemic to kind of, mm -hmm. to accelerate this. Uh, but but I think that that's one. Better of, late than never, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. To add on to what Brian was saying as well. Um, so within our relationships, within our works, workplace, but mm -hmm. then also ourselves, yeah. um, we're really taking our self-care and self-love more seriously. We're making time to get outside and go for walks. Everything was closed. There was nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. um, so that was something that was not great for everyone, but uh, doing that self-care, taking time to do something that you love. For me, it's either painting my nails or doing something just for my- Brian loves to paint his nails too. Just yes. so I can tell, I can, I can tell. 
<laughs> yes, yes. And you know, it's something that our son and daughter both like to do too. Yeah. So, um, and, and we want to demonstrate that too for our own children that um, to take care of ourselves. So, you know, sometimes they want to go for a run with us uh, and we let them know, like, you know what, this is mommy's time to be on her own to get some fresh air. Brian says the same thing, or if we're in the basement exercising, or sometimes we'll just say, you know, we just need five minutes on our own yep. just to relax and uh, <laughs> do those things. So we also have that messaging as well on our clothes and our, our mugs. Um just to get that message across. So I do think that's something that going forward is um, going to be practiced a lot more. Yeah, one of the things that helped me so much, and, and to this day, I still do this, which is sleep regular hours, eat properly, and get exercise. That's right. And to people who are not living with a mental illness, that's like, yeah, of course. But for for many of us, because we can be kind of, you know, consumed and and you and you forget that part. And it's been so much more important during COVID, especially with kids. Right. Because the struggles of people with children and the anxiety levels are much, much higher than parents as parents than as non parents. I've already told you that I want my T-shirt to say. <laughs> I'll talk to you about mental health dogs, horses, and hay. <laughs> and all of my horsey friends are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Where do people go to find your, um, I, I should say on, on just be before we go there, Allison is running a really active Facebook page and um, Instagram account, and it's all building a community and, uh, and stories. And as well, some of the a percentage of the money that um, you get from selling a T-shirt is going to an organization that is mental health focused. So I, I do want people to know that mm -hmm. that um, part of what you're doing is not just selling clothing. It's building a whole community and awareness and and a place where people can can help. That was a really important part for us to continue and to be fully transparent as well. So you can always follow along um, for which um, charity we are donating to. We've donated to uh, Canadian and American, and we plan to go worldwide as long as they're a registered, uh, recognized charity. Um, and then, uh, sorry, so you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, our handles on those two platforms are at Own Your Stigma altogether. Uh, and then you can find us on the web. <laughs> yeah, just ownyourstigma.com. Yeah, and I mean, just stop by. And even if you don't purchase anything, I mean, if, you, if you'd like to, you can supply your email. And we promise we only send... Uh, uh, we only send occasionally and we only send uh, things that are relevant to uh, your mental health journey. So it might be resources that we're going to connect you to. It might be other products or it might be testimonials, things like that. So it's, it's, uh, we try to be, you know, very purposeful and strategic about what we send people as well. So you can do that. 
And then our uh, email address is info at ownyourstigma.com. And we are doing custom orders right now for the months of July and August. So I'll be working on Janice's. It's really so great to be talking about a story that's so positive in a time that is really so difficult for everyone. So thanks, uh, Allison, and thanks, Brian. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It was wonderful to be here. Thanks, Janice.